Hello, everybody, and indeed, welcome to another edition of the Chicago Tony V Show. Specifically, welcome to episode 231, I think, but I'm too tired to check. I think it's 231. Today is uh, uh, Thursday, January 27th, 2022. It is my tremendous pleasure to be with you all again today. One more day. We get to do this another day. I see the stunning redhead in the live stream, the VIP of all VIPs, Georgie girl. Good morning, Georgie. How are you, dear? I've actually been sitting around with my good friends for, gosh, the past half hour. It's been super fun. Uh, this morning, we've been doing one of those pre-show deals. I got on early because I I, I, I was, uh, well, literally bored. I got up I got up at 2.30 this morning, and uh, by about 5.30, I was just like, oh my God, what I've, I've already worked half a day. What am I going to do with myself? I finally realized, oh yeah, I used to do like early pre-show things. It was really fun and easy. And uh, there we go. So I'm glad I did that. We've had a good time. And now we're now we're in the show. Now we've folded in you Spotify listeners. And uh, we'll just we're just gonna see where it goes. I'm still uh, I stopped counting the days how old my cough is. I've stopped counting the days. But uh, needless to say, I'm working the cough button like it's my job. Georgie posted a, in yesterday's show, we were talking about the didgeridoo. (laughs) Yesterday's show was on Twitch. You know, everybody, one of the things I want to do, I want to do it like a call on our Discord this weekend because I want to, I want to get your ideas. I want to, I want to pull the pepperonis. Uh, (laughs) Oh, Robo. Wait a minute. It was Gene Simmons? Oh, you were thinking Richard Simmons. And it was Gene Simmons. <laughs> if you think about it, it would make a lot more sense for Carrot Top to say to Gene Simmons, I've never heard of Kiss, than to say it to Richard Simmons. You say it to Richard Simmons, that dude might kiss you. Just saying. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Um, Sofa says Tony going to bed at 6 p.m. I wish I'm by 6 p.m. tonight. I'm gonna I'm gonna be dying. Maybe I ought to go watch that licorice uh, pizza movie that Yak's been talking about. That was a fun little segment yesterday. That uh, I'm excited, I, and I thought it was great too. After that segment, Yak was. Uh, he was just like, okay, here's the movie I'm covering next time. I think he was really into it. So, oh yeah, football. Oh, oh, oh yeah, right. I will do it around football. I I will not step on football because I want to watch. Football is pretty much the only sport that I watch. I might DVR the Winter Olympics. Might. But... There's no telling that one of the reasons that I'm I'm hesitant to do that is I watch almost no commercial television and I, I'm just not looking forward to whatever windups they do. They're just going to tug at my emotions, right? And they're going to get me scared about something. They're going to use the vehicle of a sporting event to get me to focus on something else. <clears throat> you know, whatever it is, maybe are we going to war? You know, whatever it is that's going to wind me up. When all I want to do is I want to see if I can catch some guy in the luge uh, kill himself by running into a concrete post at 90 miles an hour in tights. You know, that's why I'm there. Isn't that why everyone's there? I want to see some guy go off the that ski, that ski high jump and then hit turbulence in their midway and just start doing somersaults in the air um that's what i'm in it for i don't i don't i don't need you know to be scared 
there are many Simmonses, dear. This is right. Do, do not feel bad at all. I tell you, Richard and Gene Simmons, they're nearly one and the same. <laughs> they're nearly the same person. <clears throat> Let's see what else is going on. Tank says, I can't watch the Olympics anymore. Do you, do you know I haven't watched the Olympics in 15 years? Summer nor winter. And I don't know exactly why that is. Uh, and now, see, what I'm thinking is, to, it's two things. I have DVR, so maybe I'll record it and then maybe I can stomach it. I could never watch it real time. There's no, no way that would happen. I got to start uh, paying attention to my phone in case someone calls. Um, there's no way that would happen. But since I'm DVR, there's a chance. Um, and then the, the other thing that makes this Olympics different is uh, I do feel like I'm under house arrest, you know? So. <laughs> Richard Gene Simmons now offering workout sessions with face makeup tutorials. Yeah, it's like a mashup, isn't it, Sofa? <clears throat> Hockey. I'm trying to think of the winter games that I liked. Um, for whatever reason, I always like kind of the speed skating. I think I grew up. You, most of you guys won't remember Eric Hyden. He was a real badass speed skater that uh, won a bunch of medals. What else? I always liked like the bobsled, luge, and stuff like that. Because it's just such a weird-ass sport. It's not as weird as the, you know, let's uh, cross-country ski for for a marathon, and then but then in the middle, let's kneel down and shoot some targets. <laughs> what the fuck is that sport called? Hello, Mammy. How are you, dear? Good morning. Who was a Wisconsin guy, lady? Oh, you like lady likes watching the open opening ceremonies. Very nice, very nice. Has anyone now? I don't. I don't want to open up a can of worms. Please, everybody. Everything I say is allegedly. It's for entertainment purposes only. Okay. All right. Has anyone ever seen the? There's some opening event. It was either at an Olympics. Or it was at, it was either at the Olympics, Olympics, it was at some major sporting event. It might have been the, that one that the military did, which I never knew there was like an Olympics just for military people. But at one of these, in the opening uh, uh, scene, you know, they put on the big pageant, the weird ass thing. Allegedly, supposedly, I can't confirm nor deny, I'm just saying uh supposedly one of these things if you look at their the play they put on the opening scene it it foretold this this flu deal okay i'll leave it there all right let's see we have a frisky biscuit in the house a frisky biscuit that's an interesting that is a very very interesting reddit name Welcome to the show. Very nice to see you. Uh, let's see. A, a triathlon if you're Mike Tyson. Yeah, what is that sport called? Okay, yeah, Eric Hyden was good, lady. Very good. Very, very good. Yeah, the, the Winter Games are in... Are they Beijing? I'm so out of the loop, I don't even know. Oh, they were in... No, was I thought that was Summer Games in Beijing. Anyway. Robo, I don't know which... You know how they do... Uh, they do all this crazy pageantry at some of these things? You know, the, all this fanfare. Um... 
this one in particular, I saw it once. I saw a video of it once. There were like hospital beds. There were weird ass scary nurses. There were hospital beds. Um, there might have been something shaped like the coronavirus, maybe, allegedly. Um, it was almost like they did a, think of like a Super Bowl halftime show, but done at the front end of whatever this sporting event was, an Olympics or something like that. <laughs> Selfa with your Mike Tyson stuff. Oh, Salty's in the house. Good morning, Salty. Salty says military games in Wuhan 20, is that 2019? Started showing flu-like symptoms. Yeah. That, see, I think it was military games, if I remember correctly. And I, and please, I'm just saying allegedly, all right? That's all I'm saying. What is a crumpet frisky biscuit? Do you know everything about uh, starchy foods? Are you all about the carbs? Oh, Salty, you've been down with something? That sucks. Feeling better? I can't tell you how many people I know that are down with something. It's unbelievable. If the Ruskies attacked this week, we'd be fucked. Pardon my French. Anyway, people. Oh, I got to tell you. So I had a, uh, I had a meeting last night. This is kind of interesting. I had a meeting with uh, some church friends, and just something really interesting happened. It's maybe apropos to, to the conversation we're having. Maybe. I'm not entirely sure because I'm too tired and I can't think straight. But so now the makeup of this meeting, like like many meetings with uh, uh, church going folk, you have a uh, you have a mix of people, right? And you have like an age age range. One of the things I always love about church stuff is it's um, one of the only things you can still get geezers to go out and participate in. So if you want to hang out with some geezers, and I like hanging out with geezers from time to time. I used to, by the way, uh, go to nursing homes and hang out and play cards and do puzzles with geezers and stuff. You kind of can't do that anymore, is my understanding. Check me if I'm wrong. Would someone please look that up? I would love to keep doing that. Uh, anyway... What I'm saying is that this meeting last night, wide age range of people. Now, what was fascinating, very heartening to me. I'm not going to get into details of what we were talking about, but there had there was this question about um, that, that for some reason it was like uh, what is uh, uh, like media. It was about the media, newspapers, and all that stuff. And to my surprise, this, now there were, I don't know, 10 people in this meeting. There was, I didn't say anything, by the way, for that, this particular part of the conversation. These guys freely were talking about, you can't trust a goddamn thing you, you see in the papers, on the news. It's clown town out there. Lord, no, you know, you can't, you can't trust it. I just thought, this is unbelievable. Because first of all, I mean, that's my that's my uh, uh, belief as well. I'm, I'm very, very leery. And I have been for a long time. But I've been kind of walking around like, uh, like no one else, like I'm in a zombie movie, like no one else is, is noticing this. It was very, very heartening for me to, to hear this yesterday. It was unanimous, no matter who you were. They're just like, the, the steering wheel is not connected to the car. You cannot determine what is reality based on plugging into the media. I thought this was tremendous.
Ooh, bingo at the local bowling alley. Is that another way to hang out with geezers? I would do it. Bowling, bingo. What's not to like? Brewskis, probably if you're at a bowling alley. Tank says, there's no integrity in, integrity in the news. The days of Walter Cronkite are dead. Yeah. For sure. I'm just pleased as punch that this seems to be common knowledge. Now, you know, what the hell do we do about it is another story. I mean, I, I, I think uh, there's so much chaos out there right now. You know, people, what I think people want is... They want to try to discern what the hell's going on, so that uh, so that they can make decisions in our in their life, right? Isn't that what we're all trying to do? But if you can't get a gauge on what the reality is, <clears throat> you know, how do you do it? So it's trying times, but uh, I thought it was. I just thought it was. It gave me hope that. People, people everywhere are seeing it. I have some uh, dear friends, like I'm thinking of a couple. Uh, they're in their, gosh, they might be 80 now. They're in their late 70s. And uh, they're, they have like, see, usually it's CNN or their local news. Um, they, uh, they're doing nothing. They've they've just immersed themselves in that shit for decades. I even wonder now. I haven't talked to them specifically about like, hey, uh, do you have any sense that this is all horse shit that you're seeing on this tube? I assume they believe it's lock, stock, and barrel. But who knows? Maybe there's hope. Maybe even they are sitting there thinking, uh, okay, it's totally jumped the shark. It's jumped the shark. Everyone in the comments is talking about bingos and uh, mini golf at funeral parlors. Hey, lady. Tank says the way it used to be was no news would make the airwaves without concrete proof. Yeah, seems like it. Uh, social media and citizen, quote, journalists, unquote, fucked it up. <laughs> Well, what do you mean by that, Salty? You think, so if we did not have social media and if we did not have citizen journalists, do you think then the media would be telling us the truth? Is that what you're saying? I don't see how those two are connected. If anything, I would say it would force them, um, <laughs> it would force them further into telling the truth because they'd, they'd be trying to, uh, differentiate themselves from the rest of the market. Everyone is looking for the scoop and clicks these days. Says Salty. <clears throat> you know, I'll tell a... Oh God, should I? No, I'm not going to do that to you guys. I'm not going to get on my soapbox. I'm just going to shut the fuck up and just chill out and chat with you guys. It, uh, it wouldn't take much for me to just uh, take the show into a dark place. Uh, the evening news, uh, lady says the evening news used to be like 20 minutes long. Huntley Brink Brinkley re report. Yeah, I remember those days. See, I agree with Robo. I think citizen jur journalists are uh, absolutely crucial. Do any of you out there read Whitney Webb, for example? Whitney Webb, she is tremendous. What a what a bold young lady and bright young lady. Did I skip the damn music homework? Uh, the music homework, Tank's music homework, is two thumbs up. Today it is Dusty Springfield, son of a preacher man. Tremendous, tremendous. And I was talking during the pre-show uh, uh, about Cypress Hill... Uh, lifted a part of that song. And uh, I believe that song is Hits from the Bong. If I remember correctly. Can anyone hear that in their head? 
Tank, can you confirm that they lifted a, 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 a riff from Son of a Preacher Man and they wrote hits from the Vong? Uh... Robo says they're annoying as fuck sometimes, but the media says one thing and then you see them, uh, you see some randos video and find out the media was lying. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, this is true. Whitney Webb is a tremendous uh, citizen journalist. Um, I think James Corbett does amazing work, but there is something really weird out there. Um, what I mean by that is there, there, there are some forces, right, that are, I think, uh, poisoning the well with some of these journalists. Like, so for example, I have a neighbor, very good, level-headed dude. You know, he's just, a, he's just an average Joe who's trying to raise, feed his family and all that stuff. Really good guy. And we are talking about some topic. I can't remember what it was, but. Uh, uh, James Corbett, the Corbett Report is his show, had uh, done a, a piece on whatever this topic was. So I sent him a James Corbett uh, video. And this guy, this neighbor of mine, had this visceral reaction that like knocked me off my feet. He was like, that dude needs to burn in hell. That's what he said. <laughs> Who the freak says, like, what the hell are you talking about? So somehow, it's very interesting. Somehow, someone or something has put the idea in his brain, like this little fuse almost, like like James Corbett. James Corbett is, is evil personified somehow. And then a guy living, you know, five houses down from that guy thinks the exact opposite. You know, I see uh, fucking Wolf Blitzer like that. That dude's evil personified. You know, that guy sold his soul a long, long time ago, in my humble opinion. Georgie says, Son of a Preacher Man is on the Priscilla, Queen of the Desert soundtrack, and I used to listen to that song on a repeat. Love it. Is that a, a, a cult classic movie, Georgie? Somehow in the, in the recesses of my brain, I seem to recall that I, I haven't seen it, but I seem to recall it's one of those must-see movies. Let's see what else we got. Oh, Robo loves that movie. By the way, I was, I was speaking of movies, I was... Consider, I decided I'm considering uh, switching. You know, I talked about this dream. My dream for watching Casablanca, which I've never watched, is to, uh, you know, snuggle on the couch with, with some beautiful baby who loves me for me. And I love her for her. And and uh, that's when I'm going to wa watch Casablanca. There might be a sleeping bag and some popcorn involved, you know, that sort of thing. But I might change it to uh, Dawn of the Dead. Maybe we're just gonna watch Dawn of the Dead. I don't know. It might have, it might not have the right effect. Robo says yes. That movie is a cult classic. Really good. And and uh, and what's his name in it? Okay, she she tapers off. Maybe she had didn't complete a thought. <clears throat> oh, that's right. O to none reminds us. Son of a Preacher Man was on the Pulp Fiction soundtrack as well. What a movie was that? That was tremendous. I actually, my brother and I took Mama V to that movie. We saw it. It was so, we were so impressed. We took Mama V to that movie. And uh, it's funny. This happens to me sometimes when I suggest a movie to someone or when I, whatever, take someone to a movie, which when do I ever do that? But anyway... You forget certain parts that it's like, okay, this person shouldn't, isn't going to like that part. We're there with Mama V and she's loving it. She was enjoying it. 
And then comes the uh, uh, freaking the gimp scene with the anal rape. It's like, oh, my brother and I looked at each other. It's like, oh shit, that's right. And we just turned to my mom. We're, we're just like, mom, do not watch this. <laughs> so she looked down. She's like, okay. She's like, you, there must be a reason. And she just looked down and didn't watch. Uh, Robo said, guy, what's his name? Sorry, Robo. Guy, what's it? Is it Guy Ritchie? Is that the guy you're talking about? <clears throat> Georgie says, Robo, did you ever see Blow Dry? That's an awesome one, too. What, now we're into pornos now, too? Whatever. It's a, it's a free-for-all show. Jeffrey, the vet author's in the house. You saw Pulp Fiction three times? I saw it twice, at least, maybe three. Guy Pierce. Guy Pierce. I've never heard of him. Isn't that weird? <clears throat> Tremendous. Anyway, so that comment in my uh, church. Uh, in my church meeting last night, gave me hope. People are, people don't necessarily trust the news. And it made me read the news this morning, which I never, ever do. Um, and now, and so I saved a couple articles that I just found were, it were interesting. I just thought, it's like, oh, I got to share this with the gang. I don't even mind. So I'm not sharing this stuff to say, look, Here's an example of how the media sucks. I, I didn't put that much thought into it. I just earmarked. And to be uh, honest, I don't remember the ones I earmarked even. So, <clears throat> but let's see. Here's this first one. This one's on CNN. Pizza Hut is hopping on the spicy food trend, people. Let's see what the title is. Pizza Hut is selling its spiciest pizza ever. This is an article in CNN written for a fat guy like me. I, I would be lying if I if I said part of my brain wasn't like, all right, I got to try it. Pizza Hut is hopping on the spicy food trend beginning Thursday. It's rolling out the spicy lover's pizza for a limited time. The pie features spicy marinara sauce. So far I'm in. Two types of pepperoni. One being classic pepperoni and one being crispy cupped pepperoni. Who, who saw the need for crispy cupped pepperoni? Why do we need it to be cupped? Does this make sense to anyone? Red jalapeno peppers and a sprinkled topping custom made with herbs and crushed chili peppers. This sounds pretty good, I'm not gonna lie. Three versions are available, everybody. Double pepperoni, chicken and pineapple, and a veggie version topped with green bell peppers, onions, and mushrooms. Prices start at $12.99 for a large. Now, I actually have a question for you guys. Do you, th just in your opinion, I have no idea, but do you think this is, I, I, I'm reading an article, do you think Pizza Hut paid them to get this article in there. I mean, it's it's an ad, right? I just find that uh, just kind of fascinating. But cupped cupped pepperoni, why do we need this? <clears throat> oh my goodness, Dusty. The Dusty Springfield song wasn't even in that movie we were talking about, Georgie. Oh, my goodness. Now I'm going to have to re-record this whole thing. Otanun says, why is that news? I think referring to the, uh, yes, this uh, Pizza Hut article. Yeah. Uh, so Sofa says, Pizza Hut paid CNN to plug that article as news. I, that Right. There's no other. Can you imagine? Can you imagine some reporter going to his editor? Hey, chief, have I got a story for you. Have you ever heard of cupped pepperoni? 
<laughs> Don't you think there's a there's just a gaping hole in the in the pizza market? No, there's nothing spicy. Well, have I got news for you? We need to can we get this out as an extra? Jordy says crispy cupped pepperoni is why my first meal out of the hospital was pizza. Are you shitting me? Wait, 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 Georgie. She says because it is, because it is the best. Okay. <clears throat> Can you explain to me why is it cupped? Crispy, I, I assume it's just like doing bacon. Some people like it crispy. So, uh, so it gives the pizza a little crunch. I get it. Why is it cupped? Does it naturally cup when you cook it that long? And how is it made crispy? I need to know this as well. So yes, Otanon agrees they, they paid for that article. <laughs> Robo says, no, Tony, it's real news. Fucking garbage bullshit. <laughs> I I do I do kind of picture. I just picture, you know, some some dude at home, you know, with the I guess he can't be reading a paper, right? Because it's CNN. But he sees this thing and he's just like, oh, I'll be damned. Yeah, like it doesn't even dawn on him. Tank says pepperoni is only eaten when I'm not in Chicago. Uh, Let's see. Sketchy one. Sketchy one. Welcome to the show. Sketchy, sketchy one. It's an interesting Reddit name. <clears throat> sketchy one says, uh, a group is trying to overthrow the last election. Re results, criticizing the media. Uh, the media now plays into their hands. <clears throat> Oh, criticizing the media plays into their hands. Uh-oh, I'm frozen. Am I still frozen? Will someone please... Can can someone confirm I'm not frozen anymore? Because I kind of want to get to this comment by Sketchy Wan. I'm thawed now. Thank you, Robo. <laughs> oh, my God. All right, let me get back to this, uh, our friend Sketchy One. So a group is trying to overthrow the last election results. Criticizing the media now plays into their hands. Well, um, or is it the media? My, my suspicion, all right, is it the media might be, you know, creating much of the controversy. Maybe maybe if they would just shut up and if people would stop watching and reading and all that stuff, uh, I don't know that there would even be a controversy. Um, I'm still frozen for lady. Okay, now I'm back. Now I'm back. Tank says, imagine a guy running into the editor's office with a fedora with a placard that says scoop. Exactly. Yeah. Those were the days, huh? Fun. Let's see. Do I have another article? Let's see. What else do I have? <clears throat> this was interesting to me. Fight Club has a new ending in China. And this time the, the authorities win. Fight Club has a new ending in China, and this time the authorities win. Let's see. It said, the article says, uh, this is out of Hong Kong, by the way, CNN Hong Kong. More than two decades after its release, Fight Club has been given a very different ending in China, and this time the authorities win. Chinese fans of David Fincher's cult classic were enraged over the weekend when they noticed a version of the movie available on popular Chinese streaming platform Tencent Video completely removes its iconic ending. 
The finale of Fight Club shocked audiences when the film hit theaters in 1999. In a massive twist, the narrator, played by Edward Norton, realizes that Brad Pitt's uh, slick-talking Tyler Jordan character is his imaginary alter ego and kills him off. And it goes on to say, in the final scene, there's this big uh, uh, explosion of skyscrapers, etc. Uh, and the article claims, well, that amounts to anarchy and the government's Ill- Ill- inability to stop it. Um, so that didn't pass muster with the, with China's notoriously strict censorship rules, though. In a version available on Tencent Video, which CNN Business was able to view on the platform, the entire scene featuring the explosions has been cut out. Instead, it has been replaced with a caption explaining to audiences that the authorities arrived just in time to save the day. <laughs> I would like to know why do they do this 20 years after the fact, you know? How how Why would they why would they do it 20 years after? But it is fascinating. Oh, Crowder was talking about the Chinese endings yesterday, huh? Huh? Am I going to morph slowly into that type of show, I wonder? I don't know if you guys would like that or not. You might like it, might hate it, who knows. I just think it's fascinating. And I tell you what I despise, right? Is, uh... (laughs) Robo says, relax, Tony. He doesn't hold a candle to you. He's he's way more popular than I am. You know? Maybe maybe if given enough time I can change that around. <laughs> Robo, thank you for the kind words. Anyway, what I kind of hate about this whole thing is uh, the idea you know, the the presumption of that article is that's one of those classic, like, oh, the Chinese would do that because they're bad. But that could never happen here, you know. And, uh, I mean, as we were, as I was just kind of saying earlier, I think uh, I think that's not the case necessarily. Um, there's a great book off the top of my head. Can I remember the exact name? Strange Scenes Inside the Canyon. Dave Gowan is the author. And this guy studied uh, uh, really the origins of um, kind of pop media culture here in America and uh, especially music and movies and actors and all that stuff. It's a great book. It's a fascinating book, but it's also kind of a little bit of a heartbreaking book because he claims and he he lists all sorts of... uh, all sorts of evidence to back it up. It's, it's a highly footnoted book, etc. A, a whole lot of those uh, were um, set up by military intelligence. <clears throat> In other words, it just didn't happen naturally. And I mean, we're talking almost every name you've ever heard of. Almost every household name. Um, fascinating. Fascinating. Let's see. And speaking of one of those household names, this is interesting. So in Dave Gowan's book, this is weird how it ties in. In Dave's Gowan, Gowan's book, Strange Scenes from Inside the Canyon, about the Laurel Canyon area in California, um, one of those groups, uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young, which is like with amazing ties to military intelligence. Here's another article that caught my eye. Spotify removes Neil Young's music after he objects to Joe Rogan's podcast. Isn't this interesting? I had to talk about this one because someone's going after a fellow podcaster. I can't let that stand, right? Spotify is in the process of removing famed singer-songwriter Neil Young's recordings from its streaming platform, the company announced Wednesday. On Monday, Young had briefly posted an open letter 
on his own website asking his management and record label to remove his music from the streaming giant. Well, that's freaking weird. If you're writing a letter to your own management, why the hell do you post it to your website? Just write the letter to your management. Obviously, this guy's wanting to make a political statement. In protest against the platform's di distribution of podcaster Joe Rogan. Rogan has been widely criticized for spreading misinformation. Blah, blah, blah. Um, let's see. According to Rolling Stone, Young's letter was addressed to his manager and an executive at Warner Music Group, read in part, I'm doing this because Spotify is spreading fake information about the Connecticut potentially causing death to those who believe the disinformation being spread by them. They can have Joe Rogan or Neil Young, but not both, said Neil Young. And then this is interesting. It says the letter was click quickly removed from Young's website. That's kind of interesting. I wonder why they did that. I had no I, I it feels like today's show is becoming very political. I'm sorry. Um <clears throat> anyway, I I I I just I don't understand whatever happened to I don't understand how how we where did we how do we get to the point where people think censorship is the is the answer? It makes no sense at all. And anyone who who looks at history a little bit, I mean, that can see this from a mile away. All right, Robo, done. Good enough. Good God. Now wait a minute. Isn't Crowder all political? You're just saying you don't want it from uh, you don't you don't want it from my show. Ooh, let's talk about gluten-free food. Robo, you should you should call in and let's talk gluten-free food. That's what we should do. I'm sure we could make that interesting. You know, I was at the store the other day. And I almost, I actually, uh, uh, I had filled my cart with kind of what I, what I wanted to get. And then I thought, oh, wait, I'm going to try some keto stuff or whatever. And I couldn't find it. <laughs> I sort of, I don't inherently know yet where all the low carb stuff lives. It's kind of sad. Call from. <laughs> Robo Kitty, how are you, dear? Hello. Hi. Thank you for Hi. Uh, thank you for saving me from sure disaster. And I, I, I was sitting here, Robo, just thinking, how the fuck did I? I'm a political show today. Anyway, how what? Sorry, I put my headphone in. I no, it's all right. Said. I, I, I got. I was sitting here just thinking, how did I become a political show today? I, I feel like so. Thank you for saving yeah. me going off the rails <laughs> I know in the pro the 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 problem one of the reasons that's bad first of all it's just kind of not what I'm known for and maybe secondly um you know I don't feel I feel like I'm gonna get spanked by reddit I, I just so anyway gluten-free first of all where do they keep these keto foods free. Robo where in the grocery store are they scattered about or is there like a a traditional area where you can get them? Well, now, usually in the supermarket, you know, in the supermarket, usually there's an aisle that has scattered weird foods like, like uh, you'll have the, like, gluten-free pastas and the health foods and stuff in one aisle. Is it, is it and, like uh, the, is it usually like the ethnic aisle? No, that's uh, like international foods. No, that's that's usually a different aisle. Okay. So, so you're saying like gluten, um, gluten type stuff that will have its own aisle now, huh? Well, there's an aisle that has like scattered stuff like that, and then throughout the supermarket, you'll also see that stuff. Like, like say the pasta aisle will have like one or two gluten free pastas, but then if you go to that first aisle, usually it's like the first aisle or something you'll have all the gluten-free pastas there. 
I actually, um, I actually had it twi- uh, twice, uh, gluten-free pasta from, there's like an Italian butcher down the block and they have, you know, like the imported pastas from Italy and stuff like that. And, and uh, I picked out a gluten-free pasta, even though it's like, you know, the same amount of carbs as in regular pasta, but I wanted to try it and it's so good. Mm. Uh, it's not red lentil pasta or chickpea pasta or something like that. It's, um, I guess it's a mix of, uh, it usually has like sorghum flour, cassava flour, and then like some rice flour, which I really would rather avoid the rice because I have a problem with rice and I don't know why, Mm. but, um, but I wanted to try it and it's so good. Tastes like regular pasta and I don't think it bothered my stomach actually. So that's really good. You know, when you find something that works, that's delicious and everything, it's, Mm -hmm. it's such a joyous occasion. I love doing that. Yeah. Once in a while I'm going to be eating that. That's very good. Now you made, do you want to talk about your cheesecakes? You made cheesecakes the other day. Yeah. I, I think so I made a cheesecake with erythritol. And so so it's considered so is it's sugar free, obviously. Is it also considered like gluten free? Yeah, yeah. Or, or, I mean, well, I actually made the Yeah, and I made it with the, the crust with gluten free um gluten free graham crackers, even though they had sugar in them. But uh, I was like, all right, I don't have to eat the crust. I can just taste it, you know, and then yeah. whoever else I I give some to will be able to eat the crust. They won't care. And now is it that was so good, but I put a little too much erythritol in it. Yeah. Is is that considered um, also keto or is that going to a step too far? Yeah, it would be keto too. Oh my god. Other than the without the crust it would be keto. See, I think that uh, this should give hope but, to everybody. You know, it's, it's Yeah, they it's you can eat everything. The only thing is the erythritol is supposed to be like 70% the sweetness of sugar. Uh-huh. And I guess I haven't been used to eating sugar, so it tastes really sweet to me. So, it's like a cup of sugar in a cheesecake is like the minimum that would be in a recipe. Uh-huh. So I put what would be a cup of sugar. So I put like one and a quarter cups of erythritol. It's just too much. You only need a little. And, you know, erythritol has a laxative effect above a certain gram yeah. per kilogram of body weight. So I'm like, all right, I can't even eat too much of this. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, the cake came out great. I'm going to make it again. Um, you know, it's really easy to make cheesecake now that I figured it out and stuff. Really, really easy. I remember that that was kind of one of your signature dishes. You know, you had talked mm-hmm. previously about that. That's that was your uh, big experiment was cheesecake. Right, and I got it down, and now I'm experimenting with the uh, sugar-free. There you go. Which has a different texture, but um, <clears throat> but yeah, really easy, amazing cheesecake. Let me ask you this. And so, my friend, who is, is keto, she's been keto for like two years. She loved it. She asked me for the recipe and everything. Very nice. See, I, I think, yeah, absolutely. It's it's like, yeah, I'm going to be asking you for the recipe, too, especially if it's if I'm not cheating. If this is keto-friendly and et cetera, et cetera, it's like, sign me up. Yeah. It so. absolutely would be considered a fat bomb. It's absolutely keto. Wow. That's great. Um, how's the weather in NYC? Should I give the recipe real quick? Yeah, yeah. Give the recipe. Let's do it. Recipe for the cheesecake. Let's do it. What is it? It's so easy. You take, um, let's say, I'll give these measurements, which makes a big cake in a springform pan. You take four packages of cream cheese, um, fifteen ounces of uh, ricotta cheese strains. You mix it up with a mixer just for like a minute then you put in vanilla sugar and flour but i put cornstarch instead you mix that up and then you put one egg in at a time one egg for every package of cream cheese slash uh ricotta cheese you mix the eggs in one at a time you pour it into the pan and then you put it in the oven on a water bath 15 minutes 500 degrees and then an hour at 200 degrees and boom you got a cheesecake 
really, really easy. And should we go over the uh, the reason you do it at such a higher temp early on is you're kind of trying to build like that crust over it type of idea? Yeah, that's how you that's how you get the little bit of burnt at the top that you see on a cheesecake. Yeah. Very, very impressive. Um, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Uh, so now I get now I'm gonna listen back and now I I know how to make it. This uh, this gives me hope. Um, how's the weather in NYC, Robo? Oh my God, it's freezing. Is it? But probably not as cold as Chicago. Because didn't Tank say it was like negative three? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I heard it's, it's really cold. I just brutal. opened the window to see, and it immediately gets cold in the house. But I'm sure it's going to start to warm up a little bit before the storm. Get yeah, there's like a big snowstorm coming, isn't there? D yeah. Does um, does do weather things ever affect you guys? Like, do you ever get more calls when it's like super cold temperatures and stuff? Um, yes. Uh, when people will call for the stupidest shit when it starts <laughs> to snow, it's like, oh, you waited until now <laughs> for this. Okay. That's interesting. So they but then just... you'll get the real calls where it'll suck because if you get like a, if you if you have somebody with like a legit heart attack, let's say. Yeah. And then you're like, how the fuck we have to get them out of here over the snow banks? into the street over like a three foot snowbank, and then we got to get them all the way to a STEMI center and uh that's really sad i know um we had a big snowstorm in 2014 2015 january 2015 and people could not that was a snowstorm where after that snowstorm the mayor uh bloomberg yeah. he started like shutting down everything and like forbidding like people driving around on a snowstorm and stuff because that one was like unexpected, like three feet of snow. And we had, uh, we had a disaster, like babies were being born at home and people were dying because uh, the, and we were literally like four out of five ambulances were just stuck in the snow and couldn't go anywhere. And oh, man. we're just stranded on the street. <laughs> it was bad. It was bad. I didn't get stuck, but everybody else got stuck. Wow. How are you uh, liking? My partner goes. How, how are you liking he, the new goes, truck? I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. He, he, he's he. We drove down the street. We shouldn't have drove down, and we were literally like the bus was sitting on top of snow that was over the the roofs of cars, and we, we didn't get stuck. At wow. I don't know how that happened. We yes. shut the truck off immediately, so we wouldn't sink, <laughs> and uh, we somehow got out of there. Holy cow. That's crazy. Um, are you liking the new truck? You guys, you, you've you had a new truck for like, or I guess you got reassigned, did you say? I'm losing track. Yeah. I Well, I got reassigned, but then it didn't happen. And I think the person wound up going to uh, the opposite schedule and displacing somebody who's like a problem all the time. Like, I see. like him and his partner got separated. I think that's what happened, but I haven't asked because like, I don't even want to know. Like I'm still on my truck. So my partner is, I think she's the most senior medic at the station and uh, she's a good employee and she's she's waiting for the next lieutenant's list. So she's keeping her nose clean and the captain gave her the new ambulance. So mm. we got a brand new ambulance with a an electric stretcher. Ah, we don't. We don't have to. It's, it's insane. It's so fun. Like every time we press the button, we just press this button and the stretcher comes out and it's like, Wee. wow, that's really cool. The legs go down. It's we the just, little things. And then we do that same thing to go in and we're like, oh my God, we don't have to do anything. This is great. You know, my. But it's really heavy and hard to maneuver. This thing weighs a couple hundred pounds. Wow. So that's, that's a little rough. Like when we have to get it up on the curb. Yeah. There was, uh, there was some electric component to uh the stretcher that was in that was in my ambulance that's so i remember when i bought it they were like okay we got to take mm -hmm. this stretcher thing out of here because you know and i was like fine and then the radios mm -hmm. obviously oxygen tanks and stuff like that mm -hmm. 
So I don't know. I don't know how. Uh, I'm sure it wasn't as sophisticated as yours. I mean, because the mine is like tw a 20 year old machine. So mm -hmm. I don't know how they were doing it back then. What are my goals in life, well, Robo Kitty? Uh, apparently, all the new, all the new buses, like, uh, are they're not putting the electric stretches in the old, like, retrofitting them, but all the new buses we get are going to have them. Huh. Amber Glow says those electric stretchers are great. We've had those around here for at least 10 years. Huh. Oh, yeah. Of course. We're like the last people to get stuff. That's our department. <laughs> it's not fair. Oh, my gosh. I was going to say, Robo Kitty, one of my goals. The private in, hospitals have them. Well, one of my goals in life is to have you drive my ambulance at least once. That, mm -hmm. That's on my bucket list. It still has lights and a siren, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's It's got everything. Are, are you saying you want to spin the lights when you drive it? Sure. See, I wonder, I wonder what the ruling would be. Because I actually, I was coming out of, yeah, actually, last. get a ticket. <laughs> yeah. I was coming out of uh, the Indy 500 last year. And I didn't know it, but I had turned mm -hmm. on my lights I, I just didn't notice it was it was daytime and but now i did notice people kept um they were ushering me through like they you know they broke the line and everything i had mm. at the time i was just like oh these dummies they see an ambulance and they just give me the right away i had no idea uh, my lights were spinning but i the, do that sometimes i'll accidentally have the lights on i've done that before and i'm like why is everyone pulling over yeah <laughs> wait are my lights on yeah you can't see them in the daytime it's weird but uh, I right. got I got like uh, a a mile or so down 16th Street east of the track, and then this like sheriff like stepped out in front of my car because he could tell like I don't have the medical decals or anything anymore. Um, so he stepped right in front, and I stopped, and he's like, uh, he he goes, uh, "Are you ambulatory?" Which I don't really know what the fuck that is, but I took it to mean, "Are you a working ambulance?" And I said, uh, no. And he says, uh, why are you spinning your lights? I was just like, oh, Jesus. Oh, God. You know, I told him, I was like, I didn't even know those were connected. Holy shit. How do I turn them off? I just kind of played dumb. But um, anyway, he let me go. But see, I figure you being a medic, maybe, maybe, I mean, still, it would probably be a ticket. I think you're right. Yeah, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> but I mean, it's it's just funny that you have that. It's a little odd. It's odd. I can't wait for it to warm up. It, this is a tough time of year because uh, it's diesels don't like the cold, you know? Well, you know, mm -hmm. I mean. Who? So. Who don't like the cold? Diesel, diesel engines. Oh. Yeah, but yours I'm sure are fine because you keep them indoors and all that stuff in the firehouse, right? Well, most of our trucks run 24 hours, so no. Yeah. Right, yeah. We keep them outside. I mean, I don't know. I don't know that they don't like the cold. Yeah. I don't know about that. Maybe they don't like the cold when they're not on all the time. Maybe then that's when it's a problem. But for us, we don't have a problem. Yeah. Yeah, when I can get mine started, then I'm fine. But it's just getting her started. If it's below freezing, oh. it's, it's usually a total pain in the ass. But anyway, mm. listen, Robo Kitty, it's actually uh, eight o'clock at oh, night. Oh, people are asking about the mailbag. Oh, holy shit! On a shingle, I didn't do a single letter. We have to do one. Oh my god! Okay, let me do one. Holy, let me just see if we I have even have two. any. Okay. Yeah, it looks like she gave me, like, I don't know, there's at least six letters in here. Okay, I'm going to do one. Here I will we... do them fast. We can only do quick quick answers. Okay. Uh, okay, Mr. V, let me introduce you to a drink sensation called a Raspberry Julius. You must try it at least once. Here is how you make it. Oh, my God, this is a fucking recipe. <laughs> this isn't even a question. Cool. What the? Okay, whatever. Here's the Raspberry Julius. One can of frozen orange juice concentrate, two cups of milk, one cup of water, one cup of frozen raspberries, a third cup of sugar, one teaspoon, or wait a minute, or is it tablespoon? What is TSP? 
Teaspoon, tablespoon. That's teaspoon, Table, right? Teaspoon. One teaspoon vanilla mm -hmm. ast extract and 15 ice cubes. Blend and enjoy. That's from Tammy from Elkhart, Indiana. Thank you, Tammy. Now it's on the record. We can make cheesecake and raspberry Julius at the same time. Now. Sounds like a lot of sugar. Maybe we can make it without it. <clears throat> Who would have guessed? Put some gin in there, too. <laughs> I like it. Who would have guessed? That sounds like a really good drink. Yeah. I never would have guessed we'd have two recipes on one show. It's, I mean, because we don't typically do recipes. This is weird. Okay, maybe this is a real question. Hey, Tony, I'm totally into antiques and such. What is the oldest item in your house? And what is the story behind it? Big fan. This is from Lily G from Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. What? Let's. Why don't you do the question first, Robo Kitty? Is there anything old in your house, and what's what's the story? Old. I do have some um, things I found at a yard sale. I have this uh, salt and pepper shaker in a little dish. It's sterling silver. Nice. Uh, is it sterling silver or silver? I don't know. It might just be plain old silver. And it has mother of pearl uh, sides on it. Oh wow! Instead of being round, it's like uh, like panels. It has panels. Of, they're tiny. They're beautiful. I'm looking at them right now. They have sterling, and I had to clean it off to untarnish it. And I also have this really cool thing I found at a vintage shop: a chessboard, a glass mirror chessboard that you. Uh, it's frosted glass and clear glass. Those are the instead of black and white. And it's got these designs, and you open it up, and the pieces are inside like a box. Mm. And they're frosted and then clear pieces. Beautiful. Nice. That sounds Nobody beautiful. ever wants to play chess with me. Uh, except me. Everybody that comes over, I ask them to play chess with me. We got <laughs> to figure out how to play chess online. Because I, I would play chess with you in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. We talked well, we about did that. Like, and then, uh, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. We did it, but then you barely answered I know. I thought it's because it wouldn't work on my phone. Remember? Oh yeah, that's yeah. Right. I tried it and it wouldn't work. We just got to find a way that works. Let me uh, let me answer. Give my version of the answer to this question. So I think probably the oldest thing in my possession is actually really cool. I mean, for me because it's sentimental value. The uh, the V family relic. This is a crucifix that uh, my great grandfather Roberto. Uh, brought over from Italy to Ellis Island. What year was that? Georgie remembers. She'll have to tell you. But uh, uh, it's really cool. It appeared on early shows on live streams. Um, I showed it. It's in Studio A, which it still is. Um, I don't know how old it is. I know it came over here whenever that was, around 1906. Um, 1806. 19, 1906. Um, Gigi said 1806. Wait, she said 18. Okay, but I guess 1906. Gigi yeah, doesn't is... know. After all, she's she is. I don't know. Yeah. Now, oh, Amber, Amber, oh, the sorry, group historian says 1906. Oh, it was a typo, says Gigi. Okay. And the other I thing. I was watching a Rogan podcast. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. You go ahead. I'm curious. Oh no, he. They were somebody was saying, and they were talking about how interesting it is when you think about like. Uh, generations and like a hundred years ago let's say it's like yeah that was only two people ago right it's actually it, or like a thousand years ago and they're like okay but that was like 12 people ago i know it is amazing it's mind-boggling very true very true um the other thing i was going to mention i have a, I have an asian rug a persian rug i guess you would say it probably dates from uh well i guess again i don't entirely know um, I know it came into the family's possession around uh, 1920. Now, I had a great aunt who married a, of all things, an industrialist. This guy was a, uh, made his fortune making rope, of all things. And he had factories in the East. Hmm. And uh, just one year, my aunt, uh, my great aunt, Louise was her name. She's married to this guy. And she brought over Persian rugs for all of her uh, siblings. Uh, these things are beautiful. I mean, they're... I, Lord knows what they're worth. I don't know. Right. How big is it? It's big. I mean, I mean, 15 by 15, roughly. I mean, it's pretty big. It. 
but uh, beautiful and, and, and in great shape. It's amazing how those things last. I don't know. But uh, those are two things for me. So having said that, I really do. I got to skedaddle a little bit. Um, oh, can we do one more really fast? Oh, my God. Okay, here we go. Let's see what's next. Robo, you're, you're so bad. Okay, no, this one's a really long one. Uh, okay, here we go. Dear Tony, second date coming up, and I really like this girl. Really is in all caps. Uh, what is something kind of classy that we can do together? I don't want to come across as the average meathead with no creativity, but I might be a meathead, so can you help me out? Uh, this is from Kevin from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. What did he say? S- second, second date. Second date. What's a good second date idea, Robo? What do you think? A museum. Museums are always like, oh, yes. but then you go and it's, they're awesome. They really are. Yes. I was thinking like museum slash art gallery. Yes. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. Classy. Dinner. Good. And then you find, you find a, there's always good restaurants around uh, museums. Yes. Totally agree. I think that nails it. Um, the only other thing, uh, I mean, this is, this is, I mean, it's weird, but I only bring it up because I've done it. I did it years ago once. Uh, cooking class. They're like a one evening hmm. cooking class where you can go kind of as a couple and watch someone, uh, watch a chef, you know, it's going to teach you how to make a dish. That's kind of, that's kind of cool. But I think, I think you're right. Like a museum, it's, it's a, it's a sure thing. Sure thing. Yeah, you should pick out like three museums and ask her which one she wants to go to. Very nice. That's good. I'm so it, it's great that people still date. <laughs> so I'm so out of the loop. Every little bit gives me hope. Listen, Robo Kitty, let me uh, you hang on. Okay. I'm gonna dismount. Um, everybody, it's been a pleasure today. Super uh, super lucky to do this. Thank you all for tuning in. Tomorrow we'll be on Twitch again. Tomorrow on Twitch. Um, Until we meet again tomorrow, Robo wants to remind you of something very important. Don't take any shit from anyone. Very well done, Robo. You are, you're, you're, you've got uh, tremendous ability and well done. Okay, signing off.